Now recording. Now recording. Motherfucker. Man, Xavier, we did not teach you Does Craig to have a mother? I mean, there we you need to have a mother in order to be like a, a force in this universe that finds other people's mothers and then, you know. Sometimes I think his willful down. obstinance is manufactured, to be honest. Who's? The m- Xavier's. Oh, yeah, of I course. I know that it, when I was a younger person, I have. I, I can look back and see some of the uh, traits that I had as a, you know junior high or high school or college college person and uh i can recognize that those were um they weren't exactly exactly manufactured but they also are they weren't entirely natural they were they were kind of designed for a purpose can we start this we get started yeah, oh yeah, uh, I, just, um, you know, don't do the bit so long that, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you are bit. Okay, quiet on set. Oh, you want, I, I see, alright, you want to say the thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do the That's intro as well. Quiet, quiet, no, we, quiet, I thought quiet, we were just, I thought we were going to be funny. I don't get the quiet on set thing that you keep doing, like, I understand, but like... Why oh, on man. set, Isaac? I'm too tired it's not to a, think it's about not a it. Set. Here, play in the space with him. But I've played in that space for like several weeks now. Fine, I'll get on my mark. Fine. Welcome to Are We Doing This? A podcast with four internet friends who have no idea what they're doing. Hosts are Connor, Isaac, Xavier, and Jay. Let's get into the show. Clack. Excellent. That was good. Connor, just edit your whole self out. And then we'll have a nice, clean intro from Xavier. Oh, we'll do. And I'll edit out the part where you told me how to edit. <laughs> Narrator, he did not edit anything out. Hi on a hill, oh, sits a big old house with something wrong inside it. Someone died and someone's left alone and can't Can I share with you all the best part of what just happened during that intro? I have so many topics. Um, Me too. Uh, let's see. Here. Xavier, how how much are uh, how how open are you to discussing the last uh, three to five days, whatever it was, of oh, your life? Is that is that I'll is that okay. the last three to five days of my life? Is this typical, uh, listener? Um, Xavier has returned from vacation. West Coast, uh, best he, coast. He spent he spent some time. It was all I ever he wanted. He spent some time on away. the left coast. Uh, with his uh, primary father, and uh, my, he, he's shared updates with us along the way. And I have been wondering this entire time, uh, seeing your updates, seeing your, seeing your pre-vacation updates, uh, the, the planning and then the execution of said plans, is this like a typical mode of vacation for you what like balls to the wall i gotta do everything i can yeah like you guys were everywhere it didn't seem like you really had time to like stop and actually enjoy any of the places you went and and also you you spent a lot of time at uh hotel restaurants when you were in a city that is famed for its restaurants hmm well hey 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 that wasn't my decision right this is this is why i'm wondering if this is like a typical vacation for you oh yeah house of prime rib house of prime Uh... rib I just don't think he vacations right. I mean, like for me, it's like okay, where's I vacation? Like, where's fine. the bar? Where's father. the bar? Where's the spa? Where is like the really nice street that has like a Louis Vuitton and a Burberry on it? Like, you know, look up a couple good restaurants. Mm, 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 uh, mm, mm, soak up the Jay, sun. Jay, sleep Jay, in. Jay. Did yeah. you not hear our brother? This is what? this is not Xavier's choice. This is his actual his actual father. Not just Isaac, the other. This was the vacation I was right. given. <sighs> okay. Right, but like, okay, so like, is this the vacation, is that the way you would choose to vacation if you had a choice? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not a what monster. Is, what would your, mo- what, what's your, like, because Jay, I think, I, I do take umbrage a little bit with uh, the idea of vacationing wrong. I feel like as long as you, like, enjoy your vacation and... Uh, at least once you have children, do not come back from the vacation 
rested, but rather come back uh, worn out and needing a second vacation because you will no matter what if you have children. Um, as, as long as you enjoyed yourself, like I don't know that there is a wrong way to vacation. It's certainly the, the vacation Xavier went on is certainly not the vacation I would have chosen. Um, many of those know. locations I, I are. To, I have to gently but, disagree with you on this concept of like needing a vacation from a vacation. I feel like if you need a vacation from a vacation, then your vacation results were poor. If well, that makes then sense. It, I mean, it does. But what I'm saying is, if you have children, you then you will not have a successful vacation ever again. But like, what Xavier got taken on seems more like adventure travel. Xavier got but, taken on a you know, ride, like in a car or or vehicles, I think. Um, rather than it, yeah, it looks like you guys were doing a lot of kind of like uh, from the road tour. Is that accurate? What, like we saw things and like that was Like you it? drove past a lot of things. Um, we stopped at a lot more places. Really the only place we didn't stop was Big Sur, and that's really just because we got there like stupid late. Hmm. But that, that indicates a failure of planning if you got there too late to actually stop and Five enjoy o'clock. it. Well... We also didn't expect that the PCH was going to be as slow as it was because, well, we've never had, like, a scenic road that, like, people actually like. You've never driven in northern Wisconsin? I wouldn't call that scenic. No, but I, I've definitely driven fast. The, the no, 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 no. In northern California, northern Wisconsin is extremely scenic. Or California. What did one. you like? What did you not like? We're, we're we're talking around the vacation. We're not talking about the vacation. We're not. We're not. Well, see, I we're think playing that I think in. we've been talking the mechanics of the vacation, vacation so far. But what he got was kind of like adventure travel, which is a lot more strenuous, right? And that's the vacation that you need after the vacation, right? Is like, well, is is what you need. Dad, is you need a vacation after you do adventure travel. But you get told that adventure travel is called vacation, and that's incorrect. Hmm. Right. My primary father, much Category like my error. ancillary father, is <laughs> a very active man. <laughs> He's a very what man? He's a very active man. Okay. Hmm. So he wanted to like hit all of like the hiking shit and do all the fun shit. Also, before we continue... I did something that y'all didn't. You watched The Rock. I went to The Rock. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And you got shit on by a seagull. And I want to talk about that. How did that go down? How did you feel? So... I it's was, good luck. I, I don't I was, want you to think I'm being facetious. I included a link... It, because I'm a fucking professional in the show notes, like getting shit on by a bird is good luck. Getting shit on by a seabird is even better luck. What about so being I was shit walking, on by a seabird so in was, the middle of Minnesota? Because I've done that. So I was actually on my, like, we were on, like, the walkway up to Alcatraz, like, up to going into the prison. Like, on the island and from the docks up yeah, to the prison. I was buildings. on Alcatraz Island. Yeah. Walking up a hill, and the next thing I know, this seagull, like, just flies decently high in front of us and the people we're in front of, and then just drops his load. Mm-hmm. How do you know mm-hmm. Right on us. Uh, My dad didn't get hit. I got hit. Wife's dad, once on a vacation, had a seagull steal an ice cream cone out of his hand and just fly Fucker. away. Whoa. Seagulls are mm-hmm. seagulls are second only seagulls. to geese in assholery. Fucking sky hmm. rats. One of like the worst things I think I've ever done as a human is uh, when I was a preteen, we went on our family vacation to the beach, uh, rented like a beach house, and the whole family stayed there. Uh, and my sister is uh, petrified of birds, or was petrified of birds. She had a real strong fear fear of birds. And, you know, we're on the, we're in the beach house when we have, like, all of these, like, seagulls flying around. So she's losing her shit. Well, I thought it would be really cute to um, lock her out on the, like, balcony-like deck. 
But before, right before I closed the door and locked it, I took like a, there was like a bag of chips that had maybe like a quarter <gasps> no, of its contents Jay, no. left. No, 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 no. And, and not, those chips aren't good anymore, you know. No, no, those no, are just, no, that's no, that's refuse. not what I'm saying, no, but so I'm saying I, no I took the bag and I just chucked it. I just chucked it to the wind, and it just all these seagulls descended, and it was very traumatizing for her, but it was very satisfying for me, except for the fact that I was punished severely for the rest of the trip, but it was As worth you it. should yeah. have been. Yeah, There's... as you should. That's a dick move, Jay. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just keep it in character. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, I say, that's that, a real the, Jay move. You know, the worst thing is this Big tracks. Jay energy. This really tracks. So would you say it was a successful vacation then? You were, yeah, you were I got pleased? To go, yeah. yeah, I got to go to one of the places I've always wanted to go. Actually, two of the places I've always wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Those two places mm-hmm. are? Two little places in Cupertino. I think you might have heard of them. I hmm. got to go to Infinite Loop and Apple Park. All right, well, I have to ask the question that I think everybody has been waiting to hear the answer to the question that is on everyone's mind possibly the most important question regarding uh your vacation uh and that is uh what did you get us oh uh nothing Stories, Xavier. Stories wow. is the answer we're looking for here. Not even a postcard uh, in the mail. Nope. Wow, I bought wow, myself wow. a bunch of stuff. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, that, Jay, I was under the impression that the question that you were talking about, which you were kind of hyping up, and then I was very confused when you didn't do the one I thought of uh, that you were talking about. The question I was thinking that Xavier needs to answer is, when you buried a Kindle at each of the four corners of the property, north, south, east, and west, and spoke those magic words that were taught to you by the ancient wizards, what happened? Wait, Hmm. which property are we talking about? Are we talking about uh, Apple Park? Uh, I presume that you brought enough Kindles to kind of like, uh, you know, Kindle curse both places. Like a cavalcade of Kindles. Like a, cavalca- a cavalcade of Kindles. As long as a cavalcade oh God, is try like going eight through, or more. Try going through TSA with eight Kindles. Did they all require separate bins? Confused. Did, you bring, did, Cali- did the- you bring California medicine back to your like native state? I did not. Did your dad buy a bunch of weed? He did not. I'm curious. Did your dad buy a small amount of weed? I have a question. No. I have a non-weed. I have a non-weed related question. Shoot. You're telling me that you can, that, that when you visit California, your two most anticipated locations to visit have nothing to do with the Pacific Ocean or good food or beautiful uh, scenery, but they are both corporate locations that are essentially fancy business parks. Wait, one of them was Apple. What was the other corporate location? They're both Apple. They were both Apple. Old campus and new Apple. campus. Oh my God. They're both Apple. Oh Those were the God. two favorite places. Where, 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 I did all the things I wanted to do. Multi-billion dollar corporations headquarters. Well, like did that? you at least go in like the gift shop and get like a t-shirt? Or, oh like, yeah, something? I bought a t-shirt. I bought a bag. Now we're getting to the interesting stuff. What did you Spent get? At, like what did seven... you? What did you get at the gift shop there? Any uh, stationery bought... or pens? No, I bought an Apple Park t-shirt because that was the only one they had in my size at the Apple Park. Okay. I bought an Apple Park bag. Dad okay. bought a hat and an air tag. Oh, okay. Ooh. Is it one of those yeah, special Steve Jobs' a... ghost air tags? No. Did anybody buy a uh, iMac? An iMac? iMac? No, I did not. Um... I only went to the store in Apple Park. I didn't go to the one in Infinite Loop, which I wish I would have, because looking at it, they had the cooler shirts, and I would definitely wear shirts from both. What does the I stand for in iMac now? Is it Internet Mac? Infinite Mac? Doesn't say. Doesn't Information say. Mac? 
information. I think it's <laughs> Ilian. I think it's Ilian, as in the suffix for billion, trillion, million. Like it's it uh, it's it's they're just telling us how much money they got. Hey, I got the but box wanna, for our iMac say, like, what's at the on beginning. the shelf in our uh, supply closet right here. Do y'all want me to just like go and take a look real quick? See, no, see I'm if there's sure any... the I doesn't mean anything. Let me get let let me let me go take a look. I'll be right back. Well, oh, I insist that the eye must have a meaning, right? They would never... I think it used to, but I think it's just a branding thing now, if you know what I mean. Is that something? Well, they don't even are do you, it. I've got a Mac Mini about, box next you, to me. Are you talking about the company writ large? Yeah. Right, is this a part for a whole uh, synactic hematonomy situation, Xavier? Uh, I don't know what that means, but what I'm saying is I think the eye used to stand for something, and now it's just a branding thing. Right, okay. But what I I'm saying a... is, you know, like this place used to be about something, you know, like I used to be a contender. Uh, yes. You have your information Mac box, which is like a inf- big trapezoidal, uh, trapezoidal, yeah, it's a trapezoid cube of doom, and it was made like that for shipping, mm-hmm. to, so they fit together for shipping. So there's not a trapezoidal, a, a trapezoidal inf- prism. There, there's a little bit of information on the side iMac 27 inch. Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Uh, yeah, I oh. don't think the I stands oh. for anything. If it, here's here's an update. Uh, designed by Apple in California and computer assembled in the USA. So uh, huh. this is not a this is not a China Mac. This is. Uh, oh, that's I can't say that. You got to beep that out. This is a this is a U.S. Mac, not a China Mac. You just did it again. You just did it again. Shit, I just did it again. According God to it, Stack Overflow, Jay, we're all canceled now. Good 40. job. Thanks. According to Stack Overflow, with forty-five uh, Stack Stack Flow upvotes, when Steve Jobs first introduced the iMac in nineteen ninety-eight, he proclaimed that the I stood for Internet. Internet Mac. He, Mine's in, he in said in that the I also means some Ooh. other things to us, and he displayed one of his classic presentational slides, which had the oh. words on it. Internet, individual, instruct, inform, inspire. Oh, that's a good Those t-shirt. That was, that's a good pick, bud. That's a good... That is a good Xavier pick. is showing us his t-shirt. His t-shirt... It's black. Uh, ...is black with a circle on it. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's not a Ooh. circle. It's spaceship. Apple Park. Yeah, that's the spaceship. Yeah. That's the spaceship. Oh, I like that. Which is shaped like what? Spaceship that Daddy Tim's gonna take us away in if we buy enough iPhones. <laughs> no, he's not. Are you know, we... So, the last time I was... Are we done talking about Xavier's trip? Because I have... I have some pressing just pressing content that i need i've to, got some to kindle out. talk about the trip oh god kindles they're really good on planes like this 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 thing i read like two books you know how much two books would weigh jay i i don't care how much could two bucks possibly weigh like 32 how ounces Books like a pound of paper. Oh, I did eat it. Uh, well, that Kindle store wasn't going anywhere, so we'll end that. Um, but I did eat it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow! Well, at least he recognized it this time. Just a stunning, just a stunning example of self awareness. Just a rare, <laughs> job, rare example. Good job. Um. I did eat it somewhere that I've never eaten at before out in California. Well, I ate at a lot of places. I should hope so. (laughs) I went to a place. It was called an In-N-Out Burger. Yep. (gasps) Hell yeah. What'd you get? Holy shit. I got a double-double animal style, animal style fries and a Coke. Hmm. Animal style is caramelized onions and uh, like a sort of special sauce that's I think basically Thousand Island dressing that they leave out in the sun. It's basically Mac sauce. They they slot in and out slots just like a little bit. They punch just like a little bit above Culver's. Like they're really? good, but they're not well, like I mean, they're it's the not In-N-Out's Shake Shack. It's not five. All the in outs I saw were like stupid busy though out in California. Like Yeah, they get that way. Like it's, 20 minutes. it's a little crazy. 
It's like a cult. It's a little bit of a cult. I. It does. It does taste uh, distinctly of that kind of like region. It really. It, it reminds me of youth and home, uh, having grown up out there. Uh, I had a really good burrito on the way back from Yosemite. Good. Hmm. It was from a little town that I don't remember the name of. When we Buy go out to uh, when we go out to North Dakota, there's a there's a bicycle race out there, a mountain bike race out there that I like to do every once in a while, and it's in the Badlands in North Dakota. And on the way there, we always stop at this little uh, like it, it it's a little shop that is clearly uh, <sighs> the the primary patrons are uh, immigrants, and the owners are are. Uh, immigrants of some, some I, I don't know what particular um, region, Latin American region, but uh, the food is so good. They've got burritos that are made in a tra- a traditional style from somewhere, and they are so good and reasonably priced, and it's worth, like, we look forward to it every year for a year between... Hmm going to the race because it's 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 that good oh yeah i I think i'm basically gonna eat just latin american food made by latin american immigrants on the whole sort of appalachian leg of my tour and then i assume kind of like once i'm past kansas there's like latino people again your windows do roll down right yeah because you might need to just keep them down if that's going to be the case. Hmm. Are you hmm. implying he's going to fart a lot? I'm implying that uh, he may not need to stop at any gas stations because he's bringing his own along. Whoa. That's a, in a weird assumption about how I process burritos. I'm going to get us know, out of it's, this. I feel like it, it, it's, it's kind of the, um, if not average... So Jay, uh, tell us about all these topics. Somewhere in the biggest part of the belt. belt we got okay. oh, so many topics. No, 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 Jay? no, no, no. You've had no, no. You've Jay. had plenty of turns. Mm, yeah. Oh, it's all Jay all this the time is a very right now. Nope. Nope. For Jay. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. So nope. Nope. Um, it's all Jay. For starters, I want to talk about flip flops. We're in that some some season, and uh, the temperature is getting warm, and uh, I, I I'm a flip flop wear. Uh, so you? I got an example I'm going to put into the show notes. Of, you a thong man? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, these are some good ones. I don't want to see Jay in a thong. I got both colors. I got brown and I got tan. Uh, these are really, really nice. Um, I don't, I, I've got some other ones, too, but these are my favorites. And I was just curious if, like, any of my other brothers, like, what is your, like, what's your summer... You know, we talk about fall fashions. We talk about sweaters and coats and whatnot. Like, but okay, but, but what about some some season? What, do do we all get? Do we all get down with? Uh, do we all get down with uh, some flip flops? Or what's your summer shoe situation? Yeah. Oh, I I heard Xavier um, so strapping himself down with them Birkenstocks. I'm a Birkenstock boy. Okay. Birkenstock boy, thong man. I love these Isaac. Things. I. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume that you're like a you put you put your small feet into the smallest, thinnest sort of bicycle booty shells that little feetsies go into to clip onto things. My wait, are my, we assuming my, Isaac has small feet? No, I've no, no, small no, no, feet. no. That that he's got small small shoes. I wear I wear between an eight and a half and a nine and a half. I, I you got little baby feet. Like oh my god, you're like Deadpool and Deadpool too. I got like, Tenses. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I. Most of the time, I'm like a nine, but I, they're depending on the manufacturer, I can go down to eight and a half or up to nine and a half. Um, the, uh, as far as as far as thin little thin little shoes, I do have a pair of uh, carbon biking shoes that are uh, lightweight and uh, and very uh, form fitting is the wrong word because they're like a carbon shell, but. Uh, fairly, you know, narrow, but I they they squeak on my bike, um, and I don't actually wear them very much because of that. They're really annoying, even though they were they would be super expensive at retail price, uh, mm. which I did not pay. Um, but uh, the 
No, I usually, my shoes don't change a whole lot from winter to summer. Um, I'll wear uh, like winter hiking boots if I'm going to be out like smashing about in the snow. But if I'm just going to a store, I wear basically the same shoes, which is a uh, essentially a, a sneaker with a pretty stiff sole that's made for uh, biking on a flat pedal. Um, and that doesn't change a lot for the summer. I'll try and find a link for for you at some point here. It doesn't change a lot summer to summer to winter. I don't love uh, sandals. Um, I definitely I'm I'm very much not a uh, a flip flops guy. Hmm. Um, I I don't like having to. I, I have yet to find a pair of flip flops, and part of this is because I am unwilling to spend. Uh, a and what I believe to be an inordinate amount of money on a pair of flip flops, um, because I, I treat them, I, I view them essentially as uh, disposable after a season, just and so a, I, just, I have a tough from, time. Get a pair from Old Navy for like two bucks, my dude. And well, just then, be done the, with then it. the problem, the problem with that is that then you have to like, at least I have to like kind of curl my toes to keep them on my foot. Hmm. And yeah, oh, like yeah. That. or, it's like or not they'll comfortable. like rub the shit out of the like delicate uh, water world webbing that is between yeah. your little toes. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather a little bit of Vaseline go, or petrol, petroleum jelly see, will but fix I, don't, I go I, barefoot I don't want to lube up my feet in order to like satisfy the needs of my shoes. That's weird. So I've provided yeah. an alternate shoes, shoes, shoes I've provided an alternate feet. favorite of mine, which is I like a good Venetian loafer. Venetian loafer. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. My, th- this pick is amaretto. You know, you don't want to wear this with your cargo shorts. You want to wear this with like your classy khaki shorts. So you know, what I nice what I've finally broken in in the last week or so is uh, is kind of one step even further beyond Venetian loafers. The kind of outdoor version of these, uh, which are uh, what are called chukas, which were mm-hmm. the shoes. That were patterned on British army boots, but which yes. chucka boot man, right? Chuck-a-boot but but man. which were but which were ankle high and made out of thin brown leather with really simple leather uh, string uh, or not leather string, but whatever uh, for the laces um, for the North Africa campaigns. Um, Right, like the stuff they arrived with was inappropriate, and so like when soldiers got their pay, they hired local craftsmen to like make this very British kind of like outdoor summer uh, leather footwear. They look quite so handsome. the uh, I, I'm posting a, a link in the show notes right now, and uh, it, on brief viewing of the website that uh, Jay has sent to us to show us his, well, like his shoes. I could see this. This I think would be a fairly good fit for me for a summer shoe, uh, if it's just kind of a kicking about shoe. And this, essentially, kind of a a, a nice a, a nice looking uh, Ooh, boat shoe. And the cost is the I, cost. The cost. Shut up. Shut up. The cost is sixty nine dollars. Nice. Nice. The 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 only reason th- this was the first shoe that I saw that kind of stylistically jumped out at me. Now I look a little more closely and I see it's got. The words Calvin Klein in nearly the full size of the shoe stamped across the back, and I don't love that. Oh, Connor, um, you posted a link to my brand, my dude. Mm, you're in the, you're in the comforting, the comforting, luxurious world of fry uh, footwear. So those are not the Chucka boots that that I have, but but those are like oh. a, quite a good exemplar of of For the sure. style, and I have. <clears throat> comparable ones, but uh, they're they're not near the microphone right now. C- can I get into another topic, if that's okay? Let's just kind of run through some of these, sure. and then we can get, get to I some of Xavier's. So this is, this is this is actually a topic. Like my vacation. Th- the, th- this is a topic. From, I don't have much to contribute, but I it's mostly for Connor because I have some statements and I have some questions. Um, so y'all know me and, and you know, like if I'm going to buy something, I want to buy the best instance of that thing. 
And for a long time, I thought, or I still think, that I am buying, like, the best instance of this thing that I'm about to talk about. But I'm curious as to, like, Connor's special and specific background, if he has any, like, thoughts or, like, anything to contribute on this. So I think a lot about tape. And, like, you know, shipping tape and packing tape, like, that's for the birds, right? Uh, I am a big fan of filament tape, also known as strapping tape, uh, which has actual, like, fibers in it that makes it much more sturdy and durable. And, like, I guess my question for Connor is, like, am I doing it right? Is this good tape? Like, do you have, like, you know, like, sure, duct tape has its uses. I'm not discrediting that. I'm not saying that strapping tape or filament tape is the best tape full stop. I'm just saying if one is like, you know, packing something up or maybe you have like a like a pocket notebook and you want to like support the spine a little bit, you put a little filament tape on there and that is going to extend the life quite a bit. Oh man, well, this is just not not the day for the listener who is seeing the audio. And not seeing the video. All right, here's my kind of like. Oh yes! Wait, I'd like to hold on here. I like that the box says tape. Just says tape, tape, and three exclamation points. Three exclamation points. So what this is is this is this is making me so happy. This is a tape. What what I'm showing my brothers is a clear Sterilite box that I have, and it's not a big one. It's like a kind of thirteen by nine by. It's six. like a it's like a listener. It's like a shoe size box. Uh, yeah, a plastic yeah. box. And yeah. I have it filled to the brim with. Uh, Looks like you got about a dozen tapies in there. Yeah, with with many different rolls of tape of many different types. Uh, for shipping packages, oh yeah, uh, Scott shipping heavy duty, uh, packaging tape. heavy. Heavy duty is key. This is the stuff that this is this is the stuff that like you see the post office people using um, mm-hmm. when they're in the post office. So like mm-hmm. this is the stuff that does not gum up the post office machines in a way that say uh, bright uh, hazard orange gorilla glue tape will definitely destroy their machines. Uh, non automotive uh, safety tape for. Uh, the edge of surfaces that need caution, uh, double-sided sticky tape, which is actually double-sided, uh... Hook and loop? Hook and loop. Hook and loop. Right, with sticky on the outsides of each of those. That's some good stuff. Um, paper hinging tape, which is a real art-specific kind of tape that you might never have heard of. Uh, which is water reversible. Uh, it is essentially for permanently, in kind of an archival way, making sure that two pieces of paper are stuck to each other for like fifty or sixty hmm. years, right? Can we um, pause? I for also just have a brief, some. I have some. Moment, I have just some a brief very moment, specific. Just, just a brief moment, please, if we may, please. I'm posting a video in the show notes, and Connor, you can maybe play around with editing this in or not. It's up to you. But have I posted this before? Are y'all familiar with this video? No. Okay. It's two minutes to listen to, so let's just all take two minutes and listen to this real quick, okay? No, thank you. Connor, I have also... Yeah, I gotta agree with Isaac. You're wasting my time right now, And And the specific... I I have some very specific tape that's handy as well, and I'm using it in kind of a non-traditional way, and that specific tape, if you uh, will go to the video, is I have here a roll of sheetrock tape and Ooh. you would think perhaps Ooh. why would why would isaac have sheetrock tape sheet at his rock desk tape. and i will tell you the reason has nothing to do with sheetrock uh the reason i have sheetrock tape at my desk is because i have been told uh via many youtube videos that the best way to protect the body of your uh, rc cars from becoming hopelessly destroyed uh as you drive them is to take some sheetrock tape and uh it's got it's basically it's fibrous tape Hmm. um uh, and and you take it but it doesn't have like plastic on it so it's got holes all the way through and you take that and you lay it out on the inside of the rc car body 
and then you rub shoe goo all over it in a thin layer. What's shoe goo? And it, it's a uh, shoe goo is kind of like uh, a little bit like rubber cement, but kind of kind of thicker and potentially clearer. I'll, I'll find a link. And uh, and you use it. You uh, you put the shoe goo on over the uh, RC or over the the tape, and it essentially makes like a kind of a a poor man's fiberglass uh, reinforcement to the uh, body of the RC car. And this is important when you are either a uh, seven-year-old boy who crashes his RC car into things a lot, especially after jumping it off of jumps. Or you're a 37-year-old man who crashes his RC car a lot, especially after jumping it over jumps. This is a costly um, tape. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jot this down. I'm gonna jot this. I'm gonna go on and jot this down. And 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 uh, this this tape, um, the tape that that Jay has linked here is an extra strength drywall joint tape. And your typical your typical use case would be to uh, take you know when you've got when you're putting sheetrock up onto a wall, uh, walls are eight feet high. A sheet sheet of sheetrock is is four feet by eight feet. So you're either going to need to have a horizontal seam or a vertical seam when you're installing sheetrock, and uh, you'd put the the tape over that. Then you put what's called mud over it, which is just a, a yep kind tape of and a, mud tape you tape and mud and then you sand it all down so it's nice and smooth and you get you you hide the seams and you keep everything all together our house uh, but it makes it makes a great uh great rc car reinforcement or rc car body reinforcing tool so our house has uh uh bull nosed corners throughout and it's really satisfying watching somebody who is an expert like a master at their craft do a bull uh bull nosed corner as opposed to just like a regular edged corner. Oh yeah, you're a bold yeah. nose. Uh, <laughs> sheetrock, sheetrock taping and mudding is an art that uh, that that is. Uh, I, I don't think people give it enough credit. You know, if you're if you're a homeowner and you like to do a lot of your own work, I think a common refrain among homeowners is that they they don't like doing sheetrock and it's because of the taping and mudding because it's a, it really is a specialized skill and uh, oh no the people that do the people that do uh uh sheetrock the the especially the people that are the experts in the tape because there's a couple of different you know yeah you're gonna have your jack of all trades but you got the people that come in with the big boards the strong men and you know they just they just you know nail them to the studs but the unsung heroes are the tapers and the mudders because they, that's, uh, that is no sarcasm, like, that is a skill. To, to make a one piece of sheetrock next to another piece of sheetrock, to, to tie those in and make the seam imperceptible once taped and mudded, and then, of course, painted, that's a, ta- that's a fucking talent. That's it an really art. Is. That's not just a. That's not just a skill. Forgive me for saying so. That's like an artist. Right. Well, and those dudes opinion. aren't just aren't just and, bridging, and to do, be able um, to do it quickly. They're not just bridging like, like a sheetrock plane to another sheetrock plane. Right. Often it's those taping dudes who are actually creating the phys- the final physical form of a lot of that archwork and like other kind of like crenellations and detail that uh, every corner, whether inner or outer. Right, right. And if you have a curved ceiling, holy shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you want that to be, like, more tape than not tape. Um, I mean, like, you want Michelangelo to come in and, like, hand plaster it. But, like, he's expensive. And, and like, speaking of Michael, speaking of Michelangelo, like, dear listener, if you're out there and maybe you aren't sure about what to do with your life or you're thinking about doing a second act or switching it up... Uh, those people make a lot of money. That is a highly, that is a skilled, that is a skilled labor. Oh, right, so, yeah. So, yeah, sure, you know, which. you might see the, you might see the sheetrock folks in their, you know, in their, in their overalls, you know, with white, you know, paint around them. But those folks make a lot of money. Yeah, and they destroy their body by about 50 because that work is, like, real, like... It is extremely difficult. Yeah, actual construction is, like, a laborious activity in the way that white-collar workers, uh, like myself, like, have not engaged with. 
in a hundred years. They, they make a lot of money. They earn all of that money. Yeah. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, the two tapes I'm holding up are uh, tapes that are actually both duct tape, but one of them is the kind of standard color, and one of them is black duct tape, which uh, is kind of oh. like if you've worked in audiovisual fields... Uh, you have probably ended up with some black duct tape, right? Um, Because the black duct tape is what's actually good for kind of like mending cords in ways that don't, that are less perceptible. So, Connor, can you, can I, can I ask you what, tell us, what is the difference? I've always wondered this, like, seriously, what is the difference between like black duct tape versus like electrical tape versus like gaffer tape like oh. what's like what are the what are the okay. differences well, there? differences so duct tape like the original reason that it was called duct tape was because it was for hanging ducts right like when you have a duct you want it to be relatively level but it might not be like there's a duct up like up in my ceiling right there right and the mm-hmm. way that it's actually connected yeah. is probably that there are metal straps that come down from the actual ceiling and just go around the body of the duct and then back up and they're like bolted to the ceiling in some way but way back in the day they were like we can actually do this with kind of like tape and what they meant there was adhesive strapping that was like self-supporting yes um and could kind of like get these duct systems uh, like sealed and wrapped and connected. Uh, tape is such a fascinating Right, right. Space, and then electrical tape is so like is almost purely kind of like a, like a dielectric adhesive, which is to say an adhesive that does not conduct electricity, uh, and like a slightly more expensive kind of plastic that is like really it's a little stretchy too. It's a little stretchy, and it's, like, real specific to, like, it's it's the same plastic that the rest of the wire is. Maybe not the same plastic, but, like, yeah, it's meant to repair wire with. It's meant to work. It's complements. It's also used a lot in, uh, in like, uh, in cycling. You use it to attach uh, quite often to, like, finish the ends of uh, your bar tape, which isn't uh, which is often not actually adhesive in any way. Yeah. On like a road bike bar handlebar, uh, the the wrap that goes around hmm. it. Uh, and a lot then times the end of it, you'll use uh, electrical tape be- precisely because it's a little bit stretchy, and it does a pretty good job of adhering to itself. Yeah, and then hmm. gaffer's tape. Uh, the more you know. Oh, it's the best. Gaffer's tape, a gaffer in, like, a theater production, right? Gaffer's just, like, a British word for kind of, like, a person farting around. This might be, like, really brutal to gaffers in, like, the gaffer's union. Um, But my understanding is that, like, you're kind of the, like, assistant to the production uh, writ large. Like, it's the handyman that fixes things, but also kind of Mm -hmm. the person physically in charge of the space. And so what happens in a lot of theater productions... that's an important role. Right, and so what happens in a lot of theater productions is, th- is that a huge amount of things need to get kind of, like, marked off and specified. Everything from, like, where actors need to be standing at precise points in uh, the production, which are known as, um, like, spots or spikes. Uh, marks. Are, or marks, which are physically marked with tape on the stage for that production. Um, right, and so what you want is kind of a cloth-based matte colored tape which is extremely durable and which has a pretty strong adhesive but not so strong that like you you might have be showing two plays in the same theater simultaneously and need to like rip it out every night and put it back or something like that, right? Like, it it's needs to be, be able to last a season, cleanly. but it also needs to be cleanly removable, like, right now. And so it's, like, expensive per roll, um, but in the context of theater, it's, like, irreplaceably better than almost any other tape material. And and in general, it's it's... It's it's more it's probably in almost every place that somebody uses that that the member of the general public uses duct tape, gaffer tape would probably be a better option for them. 
but it's a mm. lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And and until the internet age, the way that you purchased gaffer tape was you went to the kind of like smoke and pedophilic employee filled theater supply warehouse in the nearest big city and it was awful hmm. it was not a good those were not good situations um so you know there's a, a wikipedia page called list of adhesive tapes Oh, right. So the last, that's incredible. The last tape set I want to talk about is actually what Jay started with, right? Which is the tapes that have the kind of fibers in them, right? Yeah, so this filament is, tape. This is uh, Manco mm. filament tape, uh, which if you can see, right, is like all fiber, yeah. no adhesive. The thing I like about this tape is that it is very similar to uh, what is called pallet tape in like the warehouse industry. And that yes, I put in the show is. notes. Uh, and the cool thing about pallet tape and this other strapping tape is that this tape really doesn't adhere very well to stuff, except itself. And what it's meant to do is to basically be like a rope that builds itself as you wrap it around the exterior of the thing that you're wrapping. Uh, and so in the case of like shipping stuff, you can massively increase the like crushing strength of the boxes that you're shipping um, by like banding them with bands of ta- self-adhering tape. Uh, and in a warehouse context, if you're like about to take a pallet that's like 50, 50 pound bags of potatoes onto a truck that you're going to haul quickly through like suburban Pittsburgh Hills at speed. Uh, it's like you don't want to have a Pittsburgh emergency. Like put Pittsburgh big... potato emergency. Right. Well, this was like back at the food bank. Uh, so they were all Pittsburgh potato emergencies. Uh, you do want to put like a big band of tape around the whole thing so that as it shifts, it doesn't like break apart, you know. So yeah. I, I I have other things, but I think it's only fair to, to see us out so that like Xavier can have some of his talk, topics brought up. But I do want to like finish with like a statement slash slash question for Connor, and that is, y'all y'all know how much I love uh, like stationery and like pens and pencils and like costly notebooks and what have you. And I love shops that like sell all of these things with one very specific exception. Uh, like, like actual like artist stores intimidate the fuck out of me. <laughs> That's cause like, oh, shit, you're not an artist. And, and I really like want so badly to like, like go to like an uh, like an artist store with Connor who's like a legit like ex- exorbitantly talented artist so that I don't have to feel intimidated because if like somebody gives me the side eye I can say like it's okay I know I'm not an artist I'm with Connor he <laughs> is an artist you can open up the display case and let us look at the Pigma microns like it, I just I'm so intimidated like I I want to go in but I feel like it's just like they look at me and they know like he's not a fucking artist he's just here for our costly pens and paper and i, I just i it's a feeling that i don't like and i would really like to have that experience without that feeling so connor if we could arrange to go to like an art supply store sometime together and you could kind of just be like my protector during uh, and be d- like during uh, during during the my my great road trip yeah i will me and you will go to whatever art store you feared to go into god there must be a craft shop right southern illinois mm-hmm. there's got to be some like quilting shops that you just like haven't stepped to but which are full of good j treasures because they have scrapbooking washi tape from japan and special imported tape. and special imported inks and like scroll work mechanisms and right yeah we'll jay, do all of that me. but the real thing jay is that like the secret about uh, like a very good kind of like locally owned, locally run, prosperous art store is that almost always the staff are themselves artists and they're artists who have found that unless they've gotten bitter working there and like it's not a great place and you should avoid those art stores. You want to find the kind of art store where the staff 
actually is like also learning about the materials and has like a little bit of you a budget m- to like bust them open and try them out and like you might actually be familiar with events the art. that have kind of like they bring in the like prismacolor rep for the northeast area and that person puts on a one-hour workshop which like happens in the store and then you can like buy a kit the same time so so you actually might be familiar with the store that is like the genesis for my fear of art shops and i don't know if i actually know the name of it but on um uh craig street in oakland there's an art supply store with the big Uh, pencil it's the one with the big pencil yeah that place is closed that place didn't survive Okay, okay. Just that is that is the genesis of my intimidation. Like Those I would walk jerks. in there. That's, they, they, they weren't very I would great. Wa- I would walk in there and I'd be like, I want to buy some fancy pens. And I could just tell. they. It's not that they were looking down at me because they thought I was poor. They were looking down at me because they thought I had no skills, which is true. I don't have any skills. I just really like nice paper and writing utensils. Yeah, that was not the place Jay, for you. There was, there is this, this discussion reminds me of a store that uh, I'm, I need to figure out if they're still around because the websites that I'm seeing are um, not exactly what I remember but this again was uh, a decade and a half ago that I saw this but there was a place called Anchor Paper in uh, St. Paul that I visited every once in a while uh, in college because my now wife was a graphic design major and so we would go and just wander the aisles of paper um, and look at all the all of the uh, all of all of the interesting paper types that they had. I, th- I think we got our we got supplies for our wedding invitations there oh, uh, because yeah. we made our made our own, made oh, our own wedding nice. invitations. We got we got vellum and and you know you go through it and you could like feel all the paper, find find the right color. It was, it's it was so wonderful. hard to find good vellum these days. Title. Right. Well, and a lot of it's like this. I mean, but are really, we doing? Shut the fuck up! But the show's not over yet, and I do the outro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I should. I'll, I'm going to ask my wife because I think she would know if Anchor Paper is, uh, is still around. Because the the link that I sent you is for Anchor Paper Express, which is in the same rough uh, location as I remember Anchor Paper being in. Uh, but I wonder if the company got either split up or or bought out and then brought back or what, um, because uh, this, like I said, this isn't quite what I was expecting to see. Isaac, but, uh, there is another cool. store that I actually do remember, although it's not at all the one I'm talking about. Uh, but it's called um, Artists and Craftsmen Supply in Pittsburgh. Hey, 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 and hey, that, hey, that, hey, that, hey, that, hey, that, hey, that, hey, look in the show notes. That, go look in the show notes. from two minutes ago. Two okay. minutes ago. Okay, okay, that's it. But that's the here's the thing. That that store the store itself doesn't matter to what I'm trying to say. What what I'm trying to say is that store is on um Hobart Street, and it just immediately made me think Hobart, 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 Hobart. You know what you know what you know what art store makes me think of you, Jay? The uh, there, there's a there's a store they've they've since adjusted the name uh, to simply be Blick, but uh, th- there used to be a store, an art supply store, Dick and Blick. Uh, and its name was not Blick, it was Dick, Dick Blick. Blick. And mm, I love that. I just I just think of you, Jay. Yeah. Hmm. So Jay, when you are back in Pittsburgh, the art store that you do want to go to that has a super knowledgeable staff that knows exactly what they're doing is artists and craftsmen. I can't take you there. I have an ex who I think still works there, and so I just like don't go to that store anymore. Mm-hmm. Which like honestly, that was Jay, like, you could do recon. That was a big loss. Um hmm. there were a lot of big losses, but like a small part of the many big losses, which now later feels like a big loss, is oh my god, every person at that store is like so friendly and so knowledgeable and all of them are artists and they all work there 
basically in order to get access to the employee uh, like wholesale Discount. pricing structure. Uh, right. That like you, you need that. Pigma, Pigma microns aren't cheap, my dude. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. And so Jay's and so they're all basically scout. like because it, because artisan craftsman is an employee-owned cooperative art store. All of the employees who work there are like art fiends who are super, super fiendy about art materials, and so they sell art materials in order to fund their own art material habits. And that's the kind of art store that like you walk into and they're like, let us jump you into the cult because we do need people who pay in more than they like pay out so that like we can be kept in houses. Connor, could we send Jay in as a uh, a mole, as a scout like to a recon, perhaps with with a description of said X uh, X person, and they could let you know. Uh, Jay Jay could go in, scout about, and let you know if that person is there or not, and then you could. Uh, at least that one time, go back and revisit. I'm so your... good with people. I could accomplish this task. Oh, that's true. You, you could that's revisit true. your, your yeah. Jay's dark like story. Yeah. tactical Next time you're in force. Pittsburgh. Next time you're in Pittsburgh. Well, and that's good too because there's also this place called Pigeon Bagel that opened right next to it. And if you order a bagel in Yiddish, uh, Duolingo pays for the bagel, and I'm kind of like down for that. Duolingo um, pays for the bagel. Duolingo's a that's Pittsburgh. What he said. Uh, Duolingo is a Pittsburgh company. This is like are what we, they... Are we talking uh, bird that yells at me when I don't do my French? Yeah. Xavier, yeah. do you have topics? Do, do, you yeah, wanna, one, do we want to get into a Xavier topic? One of the ways that they made up for, like, uh, you know, letting their landlord paint over a huge mural in a black neighborhood where they, like, put their office was, uh, you know, uh, paying for bagels in the Jewish neighborhood. Do we do we want to try hmm. to squeeze in a Xavier topic? Yeah, I'll squeeze I mean, well, it. We a had a lot of we had a lot yeah. of a lot of Xavier talk, topics at the beginning, but uh, sure, if, if Xavier's got a like, well, no, 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 that well, was us uh, kind no. of interrogating Xavier about yeah. what no. happened to him more than like him kind of organically explaining. We really kind of like, leaned fair. into our own opinions about what was happening to him. Okay, go ahead, Xavier. Uh, a little smaller. I've got a little little Z. I got a little go forward. Got a little thing for Jay, little little Xavier for Jay. Okay. Jay, I saw an ad today. The Hoovel is twenty five percent off. This has been. Are we doing this the weekly podcast with four internet friends that have no idea what they're doing? Your hosts have been Connor, Isaac, Xavier, and myself, Jay. Goodbye. <laughs> What's a hoovel? What's a hoovel? I, I want that. I want the hoovel so That's bad, but I can't justify it. Can you Shut find up. a link? You just find a, a link. Con- Connor, you're, Connor, it's a curse. It's a fucking it's a curse, curse. And the minute you Are see it, you're going to be like, like oh, fuck, I need one of those in my what? life. No. Oh, come on, Xavier. You're always on the internet. I'm Get on, on the internet and find find a link. I'm Googling right now. Pop. He's Googling Hoovel. But as long as you know it's a curse, and the minute you see it, Connor, you're just never... You're not going to be able to get it out of your brain until you have one. I have resisted so far. But... So, okay. It is Hoovel. a... It is a brass plane for sharpening oh. pencils. You don't sharpen it by like inserting the pencil and turning it till it sharpens. You sharpen it like it, it, it's actually like a it's a bra- a sharpened brass plane. So, like when you're planing down wood. Yes, precisely. One hundred percent. But but a miniaturized oh, version for pencils oh, and it's bespoke oh. and costly. Why? Why is this better? It's not. It's, it's just, just, a, it's, it's it's just, just a, an object that I covet, cool. and the only reason why I haven't bought one is because I don't like the gold yeah, color, I mean, the brass I, color. Isaac, Isaac it I, speaks for itself. I want it, and... it says, Hoovel is an entirely reimagined pencil sharpener. If you need a pencil sharpener, yes. which has been 
reimagined from the ground up in a different way than how civilization figured out how to sharpen pencils with great efficiency and minimal uh, muss and fuss. If you want an alternative to that, here you go. It's a beautiful, costly object. Oh my God! It's I, it it's seems like up it's in price. It's essentially seventy dollars. Uh, it it appears to be basically uh, a, a fancy uh, single single use type uh, single use case. See, it's uh, really interesting knife. that we've been calling it like, hovel. If you if you want if you, you want to the fancy branding, it's just a hovel. It's a hovel. It's a hovel. It it. <sighs> The Hoovel. It's it's a it's the uh, the the Hoovel pencil plane enables you to whittle your pencil perfectly to any desired point. Its unique mechanism also helps to not break the lead of your pencil, unlike the commonly used sharpener, which twists and snaps graphite. You you do that with a knife, like if you don't want to twist it. Hey, this hey, is just hey, a knife Isaac, with a with Isaac, a, Isaac, worse, knife with a much that's worse that's ergonomics. If you go over to the about page, you'll see that they have joy in creativity. You can't bring your negative opinions here. They create things that enable you to find inspiration mm-hmm. in everyday moments. Just like works of art, tools mm-hmm. can inspire what is the joy thing in, in that image. The way that they're used, shared, or even created. Creativity is embedded in the way we think differently through our designs. Uh, that's some kind of iris, but like whatever for. I see that it's it is this iris specifically. It's one hundred and thirty-one dollars for drawing circles. drawing circles of different um, sizes. Oh my god, it's great! Wow, Odin. Oh my god, sizes. This looks like Guys, the cylinder from all the intros to, to the James Jesus Bond things. movies, where the bullet comes out. Wait, are you talking about yes, the rifling? I, I, Jay, I think do you need- I can see. I, yes. honestly, I see I see greater utility to the iris by a significant margin than the uh Whoville. However, I mean, the iris is I mean, nearly double the price. Was What's going labeled on? I think like the Stria is You know, weird. if the iris was actually a measurement tool, I'd be interested in it. But it's clear, it's clear Jay that we have you, found you your daddy. Your circle. daddy is a man named Odin Ardach, the founder and head of product for Maker's Cabinet here. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Listen, if any of our listeners out there know uh, someone at Hobble, Maker's Cabinet, Google, whatever Maker's the fuck, Cabinet or you have a connection, company. we just... We just gave you we just gave we gave you a bunch of free free press here. So, I think you ought to ship one of us an iris yeah. and a hovel. Yeah. And we'll Sharina talk about it on Mutuswami, the show. Swami, customer well, no, service you just, manager. You can just contact yeah, them. Jay. Give Jay a call. Um yeah, Alexander Ransom, mm-hmm. graphic designer. Great job on the website. Trisha Jethwa, customer service specialist. We may hear from you. Um, William Vickery, product yeah. design engineer. We, I we know love to try one of these out. Much of your work goes unspoken. And, uh, you know, know that we appreciate you, even if your name isn't on anything. Uh, Noah Beer, head of sales, only Londoner yep. in the group. You know what you've done. Go watch A Good Year. Uh, it is an excellent movie with, uh, uh, what's his name? Russell Crowe. Uh, Benjamin Weininger, founder, head of communications. Let's talk. You're cute. And we're back to Odin. All right, that's everybody. Uh, this has been the after show of Are We Doing This? Okay. This is it. Jay's daddy. This is it. This was it. This is a good, <laughs> this this is a good app. We found Jay's daddy. This is a good app. Yeah, this is what? Episode mm-hmm. 54? Connor, I, you're the only one I think. Are, are you? Oh the only no, one I. A daddy so in? I actually. I guess I don't Speaking have a daddy. of. Well, he's no, the powder no, no, for me, no, no. So, so he's I actually. The OG I have, daddy. No, I have my daddy, daddy, right? Like my. You're the least powder familiar. You're still a like child, still simpleton. Calm yourself. Out with him and my mom all summer, uh, and have a good relationship with them, and uh, hopefully I will actually be able to like make some podcasts with them uh, because both of them is have expressed uh, some interest in some different ways of kind of like recording audio, uh, either to like explain what they've done or like. Uh, um, I think getting yeah, those stories from did. from folks older than us is is a uh, that's a, that is a human good to to get those things yeah, recorded yeah. down. Yeah. And 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 once I have uh mm-hmm. w- once I've gotten them used to uh you know like recording in Discord or whatever then uh 
you know, maybe we can bring, uh, like, fifth brother, uh, my dad, onto the show. We can become my a six-person podcast. My dad's still alive, too, but we don't get along super great. We don't pretty great, but mm-hmm. not super great. Uh, my dad has no desire to be involved. Yeah. I don't know that my parents have any desire that. to be involved in this project, but, like... Wait, my yeah, dad is also, involved we, ha- we don't have shows, or we don't have uh, guests on the show. My dad is literally on this podcast. Is he? Like, right like now? at this exact moment? No, Pop Pop. Oh, well, Pop Pop Isaac. Xavier. Oh, Xavier. Oh, Pop Pop oh, Isaac. That's how we end it. I'm going to stop recording. I'm going to stop recording. You need to speak that was great. You, you I'm done. Friendship. You don't even <laughs> think to call me Podfather. You come into my house on the day my daughter is to be married, and you ask me to do murder for money. <laughs> 